This episode of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Welcome, everybody, to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. I'm, and uh, I'm still really exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, like, sick or anything, but I'm just, like, man, revving up to a wedding and then doing it, and then the days after, you still got all this stuff still to do? Still dealing with it? Oh, yeah. man. But they say that uh, that it's actually a thing, that you need to, like, catch up on sleep. You don't just, like, yeah. you're not just okay. Your body needs to regenerate energy and stuff and like the day so we got married Sunday and on Monday I was like grumpy because I'm just like why am I still running around <laughs> doing chores <laughs> I'm so tired well you guys were, were like doing stuff yeah. like at the end of it oh, you were man. putting mics away I'm yeah. like do you, have, <laughs> do you not have wedding roadies yeah. for this well we a, a bunch of our, our pals ran across the street to Targ and so by the time we got over to Targ like it was pretty much ready yeah because the 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 Targ folks and our guys are, are amazing. So, and, and so they put up all the decorations. And the Targ guys, before we got there, above and beyond the Call of Duty, like set up all the tables yeah. and all that stuff. But it was funny because we just, I, I think we we're just both kind of doers. And I think we, there's photos of us like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and we're just used to it. Like, oh, time to wrap up the microphones. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it all went super well. And lots of praise from everybody saying it was like the coolest wedding they've ever seen and um our friends the reverb syndicate um whether you're local to ottawa or not i just found out that they, these guys are on um whatchamacallit google google play oh yeah so you can go on everyone go into google play and you can listen to reverb syndicate four of their albums are on there um see what you missed out on yeah and they they <laughs> surprised us with a surf rendition of rainbow connection Whoa. and and not that I didn't cry at everything else that day, but that was another yeah. thing. But uh, no, it was awesome, and I highly recommend. It was, it was very fun, all the, the East Coasters coming to the Mayfair for the first time and going to Targ for the first time. And Everybody and, was great. I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the Targ folks are amazing. and, and uh, I like that the Targ people wear their little yeah. suit T-shirts <laughs> <laughs> whenever there's a special event. Yeah, Jenny Lee had on like a little suit shirt, and I think because she's like, quadruple extra small it was like tied up like daisy duke style kind of thing amazing and then they let me uh talk on the robot microphone nice so that's, that's another another cool thing got to do and i managed to play some pinball but it, it was just like a it's like a talk to everybody i don't know like a 13 hour whirlwind of getting hugs and being social and that wears you out yeah <laughs> like it, it's exhausting and and I, you try to see everybody but a lot of people it's like a handshake and a hug and a quick little conversation and then you're on to the next one and then you're being introduced to your new new aunt-in-law or whatever, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, it was great. So, everyone, if you're getting married, come to the Mayfair and then go to Targ. Rip us off. It was amazing. It was super fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I'm glad I'm not actually working for the next couple days because I was just, uh, tired. Yeah. 
I, I, I we had we had the the energy to open up our our bags of money <laughs> <laughs> and then roll around in yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, make it rain. And, and and I was like, we could buy. There's this company called Sideshow Collectibles that makes these crazy Barbie doll kind of size action figures. Okay. But like super photorealistic. So like Hawkeye like looks like Jeremy Renner Whoa. and has like 400 points of articulation and all this kind of stuff. But they're like 200 bucks a piece. And I was like, we could totally buy all the Avengers <laughs> and still have money for a vacation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good. But it, it put me behind on movie watching. <laughs> yeah. I missed reality. Because of the wedding, yeah. the, uh, the the Quentin Dupieux Quentin Dupieux movie, but now and you know and that was I'm always joking about being on the uh, Doug Loves Movies challenge this year, and it put me like six movies behind oh, my no. curve now. But I'm gonna come see two movies tonight to try to catch up. I'm gonna come see Cartel Land and Diary of a Teenage Girl. Nice. And Apparently, Cartel Land is excellent. Yeah, it, it looks it's nuts. Like just what I've seen is scary. Yeah, it's people shooting at people, and there's cameramen ducking trying and it's to not real get life. shot. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Like, like <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like you watch action movies, and you think it's edge of your seat, and you're like, oh no, this guy's actually oh, no. getting <laughs> he shot might at. Actually, die. Yeah. And uh, the other off the podcast thing we did is we got invited to do a different podcast. <laughs> off the podcast. Off the podcast. And, Which uh, I didn't show up for. <laughs> and Andrew bailed. Andrew was, I said Andrew was in jail. <laughs> and, uh, but Mel and I went and. Um, it was Ottawa. Ottawa what? Is it Ottawa what or Ottawa? Ottawa. Ottawa. Oh, okay. And, I thought it was um, Ottawa. Wah. And I believe they said they're up to like their 65th or 8th or something like that. 60 something. Something in their yeah. 60s. And they focus on just Ottawa stuff. So I think they said they'll have in. Somebody talking about a charity, somebody talking about a band, somebody talking about an event. Uh, we talked a bit about our favorite places in Ottawa. Yep. Besides for the Mayfair. I name-dropped House of Targ again. <laughs> and, I, I yeah. obviously talked about the Manx. Yeah. Uh, and but, Remy Royale. Yeah, it was cool. So that, that probably is up the same, I think they said Thursday. So it'll be up around the same time as yeah. this podcast goes up. Um, so that was our first interview. That was our first. Yeah. <laughs> our first trip into the outside world. Yeah. But then it's funny because it becomes like a, a, a snake eating its own tail. Like a podcast interviewing people about a podcast. <laughs> talking about podcasts. Yeah. I but mean, we did talk a lot about the theater. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we talked about how moments. I meant to look this up again to show you like a picture. But. I only found this out now. I don't know if you knew about this, but we were talking about how there's different Mayfairs. Like, there's a Mayfair oh, yeah. in New Zealand, yeah. and there's a Mayfair down, like, a multiplex in the States. And even here in town, I think in Ottawa, there's, like, a Mayfair street or avenue somewhere, I, I think. think. there's a Mayfair avenue. There's also a Mayfair apartment building on oh, yeah. Metcalf or O'Connor. So I, after coming here for my whole life, I, I was looking for Mayfair pictures online. And I can't believe it took me this long to stumble on this, but... I think back in the 70s, there was a Mayfair porn magazine. What? Yeah. Oh, no, that, that's right. I've heard of that. I've heard and, of that. And it looked, I only saw like. Heard of it. I the, haven't. The, I haven't looked it. No. <laughs> if I don't you have, have a copy, you have to hand it over yeah. so we can frame it. Which I don't have is a collection. Decided. Yeah, I want to look on eBay and see if I could find one. But it, it looked very early 70s. It looked more leaning towards Penthouse versus Playboy. Um, but yeah, it's so Mayfair. really not about like, the articles. No, no. But I was just like, how, how did I only hear about this? Why does the new Google now? logo look like the Crayola logo? Is it Crayola Day? 
I don't know. They're different every day, right? I'm, I'm Googling no, them now. No, I think they Okay, now. Yeah, see, look. Um, oh, wow. That's our old there's font. There's hun- hundreds of covers. <laughs> that's our old font. So um, we have to find one that's, like, pseudo-tasteful. Well, and there's like, one that's uh, a British international gymnast strips. Okay. Um, is, there like is it current? Is it still going? Act- it looks like, is yes. It, is it still that going? That looks new. Oh, my God. This is... Can we can we sue them or can they sue us? I, sh- I don't I know. Maybe we should have brought this Maybe up. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I had assumed that this had gone extinct in the early seventies, oh, but there's hundreds and hundreds of covers on the internet. Wow. Yeah. I want a T-shirt now. I want a T-shirt <laughs> of, of like one of them that's like like leaning towards tasteful that just has a girl only partially naked. It'd be cool if there was one with a girl posing with a film reel. Oh man, yeah. I'd be all over that. It's weird. I'm always whatever the topic, whether it be like a band or a little piece of trivia or or you know something that you still do find new things in this crazy internet world that you've never heard of before. Yeah, it's a UK magazine. Founded in 1965. It was designed as a response to US magazines such as Playboy and Penthouse, which had recently launched in the UK. And now we've delved off into being a porn history <laughs> yeah, website now we're or podcast. Into an internet hole. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, that, so it, it is ongoing then. Yeah. Because there's no end date here. Man, I wonder if we could just like walk into mags and fags and buy one. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I know. have with, a friend who's like, the manager yeah. of that place, so I can ask him. I would be like just like that scene out of um, American Graffiti where the kid is going to buy booze. I would be like. Hi, um, I'll take this pack of cards and some licorice and uh, uh, this newspaper and this flowers and a uh, Mayfair magazine and uh, <laughs> a Coke. <laughs> I'd be so, I could, even, even it, like as an adult, I would just be so embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know why they're, I don't know, like people talk about, about oh, are you afraid that the internet or, or Netflix or Amazon or whatever is going to kill movie theaters? And I'm like, no, because people still like going to movies. And, but I'm like, magazines is the one that I'm fascinated by because now you can just get all that online. Yeah. But people, somebody said in, in our conversation yesterday, somebody said they thought there was still a very old movie theater in Montreal, similar to the Mayfair, but it was an X-rated theater now. And I haven't looked into that yet. Well, speaking of old theaters, there's a really good mini documentary online about the Rio in oh, Toronto. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, this... Um, Grindhouse slash porn theater yeah. on Young Street. Yeah, it was open till around ninety one, and there's a um, basically like the owner's grandson has all their posters, and he collects what? them. Oh, cool! And he scans them and puts them online. They have a Facebook page and oh, a Twitter yeah. account. I've, I think I've retweeted them a few times. But already. If, if you go on blogto.com, there's a really cool like fifteen minute documentary about about the theater. Cool. It's, it was sort of like a Kind of like what Times Square, Forty Second Street was in New York in the seventies. Yeah, Young Street had that kind of creepy, grungy yeah. section where you know the Rio was open all night, and I think you'd I'd, either go in there to watch a movie or do yeah. other things. <laughs> yeah, I think I just retweeted them recently, and they put up. I just forgot what it's called. It's it's Night of the Animals or Day of the Animals. Oh, the, the yeah, the, one of those killer animal movies. It's an amazing movie, and you watch it, and you're just like, you could never film this today. <laughs> and you, you can get it in these, like, you know, those three or four packs for, like, mm-hmm. five bucks. 
And I got one of those, and it's like a, a killer dog movie and Grizzly, like the giant. It's like um, same director, Jaws with a bear. Yeah, yeah. and then we showed Grizzly. We did, yeah. yeah, and then Day of the Animals. And Day of the Animals. Like, there's scenes of like like a cougar running up to a bus, and like the door opens, and the cougar's trying to get in the bus, and you're like, this, this, none of this can be allowed. What? But the poster is beautiful, and it has, of course, like it's folded, but it's this beautiful painted poster of all these animals like attacking people. Oh wow! But yeah, they, they <laughs> put that up. Somebody else. Toronto, a Toronto newspaper, I think, said a theater in Toronto was closed, and then that theater tweeted back to them like, and hey. said, uh, "We still got showtimes today and for the foreseeable future, you know. So please don't wow. tell Toronto that we're closed." We still want people coming. Yeah. Oh, it's so fr- like it, 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 it happens every so often here. And the other day it happened, and I don't know whether some. CBC radio or some local news show or something, but somebody said we were closing because a couple weeks ago I was working and somebody I got, asked me the other night. Yeah, and I got three people within like a six, seven hour period wow. asking, and I was like, no, no. If you look on our website, we have bookings up till December. Yeah, you know, so we have a wedding booked for February. Yeah, so somebody said it, but that—that's. I mean, that's the problem now. Is if somebody said it on CBC, you mean? Yeah, I'm just speculating. I don't want to blame poor CBC, but, but it's I saying, feel like, like this kind of rumor's been—it's always been yeah, circulating in a way. Yeah, it sort of comes in waves. You know what I mean? Even on someone just—I mean, because the theater almost did close before the new management. Took yeah, over, so. and it doesn't have to be like legit media. It could just be. You know, nowadays it could be Facebook or Twitter, and then somebody picks that up and it, you know, makes the rounds. Exactly, yeah. But every time someone does that, I'm just like, no, no, we're we're here. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> Keep coming. But it, it's, um, yeah, it, it's the, the difficulty with, with social media. At its best, I love it. Like, I love being able to touch base with people, and, and anytime, like, a, a, a movie nerd or a celebrity kind of joins up the Twitter page for Mayfair, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But then it's it's wrangling the the half-truths and rumors yeah. is, is always... And, like, and, and little old us, that's us, but imagine if you're, like, you know, a big movie studio or something or a celebrity just kind of wrangling all those rumors all the time, but, ah, too much work. I couldn't imagine, yeah. No, no. It, yeah, like the, the Amy Winehouse documentary. You're like, oh, everybody is horrible. Yeah. Everybody, don't, don't become famous. Don't, but... Um, Are but, we showing any more... People, white people are horrible documentaries. Oh, I'm, uh, we, are, we, we are. Yeah, the, welcome is to that, Leith. Welcome to Leith. Okay, but is how, how to change the world? Is that that's not a that's well, a Greenpeace. That's Greenpeace. How to change the world is Greenpeace. Yeah, but that's still I but, would say that's still horrible white people making environmental. Well, well we're showing that Naomi Klein doc, right? That, yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and that looks like a. This changes everything. Oh yeah. my god. So white you, people are the worst. You're a fan of Naomi Klein. I love her so much. You've read how many books? Well. She's only oh, she's only, done a only published. There are massive books with tons and tons yeah. of research involved. Um, yeah, four, five. Okay. Um, it started with no logo when I was in high school. Yeah, which was, is pretty anti-corporate. Yeah. which I was definitely like feeling at the time, but uh, not anymore. <laughs> well, definitely still, yeah. definitely still. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's just like so, so much information and opened my eyes to a, a whole different. I don't know, way of looking at the world, I guess, and definitely shaped the way that I think now, you know? Yeah. Um, so I cracked open This Changes Everything. I have just a little over a month to read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I know her, and I've read about her, but I admit I haven't read her books, but I know she's quite 
has quite the following. Yeah, quite and the, her husband, A.V. Lewis, has put out a couple of documentaries as well, which you could look into. Oh, um, I didn't know they were married. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's a hus- think, well, husband and wife. Yeah, or something. A, a partnership, for yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and that... Or they were, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they must be. Well, they, they don't must be. It could be. But, um... Anyway, that's coming up October 4th, I think. They're going to yeah, be in a preview... Town. Yeah. Special preview October 4th, and then October 9th is the Starts actual the run. run. Premier engagement, yeah. And the fourth, the aforementioned director and writer of the book will be here. Yes. That'll probably be really busy. That'll be cool, yeah. yeah. And, and it's super exciting. If, if everybody who's ever dropped by here has been very cool about signing books and doing whatever, um, I remember when when uh, Max Brooks dropped by and that was that was really cool that was actually for it was like a rental through Carlton U and I know this now because Gwen Gwen has worked at Carlton for a while sometimes just like like the student organization or whatever they just basically have a budget to kind of bring in somebody cool yeah and they have to like kind of tie it into something educational so the Max Brooks thing was really cool because it basically was talking about like real life zombie stuff they're talking about the mathematics of it and like if it would have happened what would happen and so that was part one and then part two moving up north and all that exactly yeah (laughs) and then part two was max brooks just basically kind of talking for an hour an hour and a half about world war z and zombie survival guide and all that stuff and you kind of forget that on top of his accomplishments as a comic book writer and and writer that he's Mel Brooks' son, you know? So he, apparent, I, I missed that when he was here, but apparently he was in the office with Lee and he pulled out off our bookshelf like a, a Mel Brooks biography or okay, something. Okay, yeah. And he was just flipping through it and he was like, that's not true. Ah, uh, yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. true. Exactly. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. You can never trust biographies. No. You never. But he was, he was the nicest guy in the world um, and stayed till very late to autograph every single book put in front of him. And so I'm sure for this too, if you're looking to get something autographed, I have a feeling that it won't be difficult to get an autographed book probably. When, when yeah, I don't, know, I don't know what our setup is or, yeah. or what, but... Yeah, we have I a good track so. record with yeah. that. So, um, But yeah, that's cool because that's something... I, so that's one documentary. So, But this week it's... This week it's the... How to Change the World. How to Change, change the, the World, world which, which now is, has the right trailer attached on our website. Yeah. <laughs> what trailer was attached to it? It was some other... Another movie called How to Change the World. I should have watched it all the way through, but it looked like the right thing. It looked yeah. like, uh, you know, environmental thing. Yeah. Maybe it was, but... Um, wrong trailer. It happens. Wrong trailer. <laughs> that's, why, that's why movies shouldn't be allowed to be called the same thing, because Crash like and Crash yeah. are very different movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, So yeah, this documentary anyway. is a... Is a history of Greenpeace. Yeah, like the story of yeah. how it came about, and just, the founders and stuff. No matter what your thoughts are about the Greenpeace organization, this documentary just looks like harrowing because there's shots of like this big, imposing Imperial Death Star looking oil rig machine boat and these like little <laughs> little heroic psychopaths in like rubber dinghies <laughs> going up to them and saying, you know, save the environment. And there is like, a title for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So like I, like documentaries like this of whatever, even if you you disagree with them, it's fascinating. Like it's fascinating yeah. stuff. Um, so that that's a documentary that even though I, I sure I'm sure we'll have some horrible white people on the ruining the environment <laughs> side of the coin. Yeah. Uh, so following our tradition, um, 
pull out our little cheat sheet here. Mr. Holmes is sticking around for another week. Mr. And Holmes. So is the Lego Brickumentary. Which is a nicer documentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, see, white people can make nice, nice things too. wonderful, <laughs> inspiring things too. Yeah. And uh, the the Lego Brickumentary is fun because it's it's. I'm glad we got it back, so I'm gonna have a chance to see it. But Lego is fascinating. Like Lego, yeah. Lego. I, I can't remember if I said this last week, but like. Like, Lego is up there with, like, you know, salt and flour. Like, Lego is, like, one of the biggest selling things on Earth. And that it has stuck around and evolved in over decades and decades and decades. Um, And now on the heels of the Lego movie, which I think was one of the biggest surprise hits. Mm -hmm. Like, this, probably in the history of cinema. Like, you look at that idea on paper, and you're like, we're doing a movie with Legos having an adventure. And then it becomes not only financially viable but like universally acclaimed and nominated for an oscar and all this kind of stuff so but um so yeah so that's the lego brickumentary we have uh three family matinees including one on the actual holiday monday (laughs) if anybody was listening last week funnily enough listening to us talking about how we can never keep track of holidays and then telling them to come to the theater on holiday monday August 31st. See, even I, I was tricked. We were all tricked. We were all tricked. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not the kind of person who knows what date it is ever. No. None of us do. And it was, like, three or four I days. I don't even know what date I it is today. I know the date because yeah, I, I don't checked know. <laughs> to do the report at the end of the night. Yeah. And I was, like, driving around with a friend of Me mine. Too. And I said I something about... I rent based on the yeah. date that I see yeah. at work. Like, I pay it ahead of time. And anyway. I, was, I was with a friend of mine... And he said, no, it's not the 31st, it's the weekend after. And I was like, are you sure? And I was like, but we have a matinee that day, it must be that. And I just assumed. And I texted Mel and I was like, so, I just looked it up. That's totally not a holiday on Monday. There's only one person that came to see oh, man. Mr. Holmes Mr. on Holmes Monday that called us on it. <laughs> he was sort of like, is there a catch? Are you yeah, going to trick yeah. us? Are you yeah. going to shoot us with spray guns or something? Is that why there's a matinee? Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. It is, it, it is good that, um, like, the thing with the weekly schedule is at least we could kind of get errors like that out of the way. Because yeah. imagine if that had been, like, later in the month. You, you publish, like, Bytown, I'm continually fascinated that Bytown publishes a two-month guide. Yeah. Because I don't even know what, like, say, where are we now? Like, so say they, pre- they do, like, September, October. Yeah. And October, like, 27th, they have something. And then the distributor either pulls it from them or there's some something screws up or whatever that's a lot of time and a lot of people with by town guides sitting on their couch with mm-hmm. a paper copy yeah. that won't look at the website that don't have twitter like whereas us we had a mistake on a weekly paper guide but now it's gone you know <laughs> so and um but yeah that they do a two-month guide is is it, it you know it, it's like Take some polls. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it works for them for the most part. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really he locks does a them really in. really good job. It, it just means they, they have, it's a lot of work every two months instead of a work every week or whatever. Yeah. But even like, I think before we mentioned uh, Quentin Tarantino's theater down in Hollywood, and I, I happened on that, the tweet for their, their September guide, I guess. They do a monthly guide. And it's just ridiculous. Like, it, it's like double bills of the old... Um, what are they called? Golden Harvest Kung Fu movies. Mm-hmm. So they got double bills for like four or five weeks in a row of that. Mm-hmm. And then they have a bunch of 
like kid matinees, but it's like really obscure stuff, like Boatniks and stuff. Yeah, like like old um, like Kurt Russell teenager Whoa. Disney movies from the early seventies. Yeah. So stuff that that there's an audience for that, but the average twelve year old wants to go watch, you know, Inside Out. They don't want to go watch that. I so, wonder if anybody would come to see a Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie. Man, I don't know. I, I bet you. I don't even think Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> it'd probably be like Hook. Like we'd put it on Facebook. It would get a lot of buzz. Like, People would be excited. A billion girls would be like, "Yeah!" Yeah, and then nobody would come. Not show up. How many did he? Because he, besides for Lion King, he did what, like three or four kind of teen movies. He did he, that yeah, Chevy like Chase Huck and movie. Finn. That oh, Chevy yeah. Chase the, movie. The, that Chevy Chase Farrah Fawcett movie, the Man of the House. Yeah. Apartment. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, Oh yeah, that big loft. Yeah. And then he was like, I hate Hollywood, I'm out of here. Yeah. And took all his money. Is that what money. happened to him? Yeah, I think, and from what I understand, I don't... I, so he didn't do the typical burnout? No. No, he's sort of my idol. It wasn't like <laughs> sex, drugs, rock and roll. It was almost like he just was like, I've been in Hollywood since I was four, and now I'm 20, and I've got a lot of money, and my parents weren't evil, and I was smart about it. Well, but his parents oh, were his parents he evil? emancipated from oh. his parents at a pretty young age, I think. Well, that's good. You got to keep all his money there. And I think that's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Because you look at him, like, I don't think Macaulay Culkin went through any kind of druggy stuff, did he? I think he was just kind of the same. Well, no, he, he, his problem were his, apparently his, his parents. Dad, yeah, his, his dad, dad's yeah, like yeah. a jerk or something. And, and he shows up once every few seems, years in an like independent movie, but he's but like... He seems pretty happy. I saw an interview with him recently, and he's, yeah. he's kind of like a hipster rock and roller kind yeah. of guy now. Yeah. And I think he has enough money in the bank that he can just kind of do that, you know, because it's like... People forget that, like, making movies is long and hard and boring. Yes. Like, it's, 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 and if you're a There's kid. a lot of waiting. A lot of waiting. And if you're a kid and you're like, oh, I didn't get to go to grade school or high school, you know, and I spent my time sitting in a trailer, you know, so. Yeah. There's a, somebody there's, following you around to do quote-unquote yeah. school-ish stuff. Like, you, you look at the track record and it's, it's low of kids. Like, it's like Jodie Foster, and Kurt Russell, you know, mm-hmm. like it's low of people who are like true child actors who stick around into their 20s, 30s, 40s. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's just. Does I think, Natalie Portman count? She does might. She yeah. Like yeah. When did she start? The professional or Yeah. Whatever? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, she, she, she probably was really counts. young when she did the professional. Yeah. Yeah. Because like a lot of them just like. I mean, I guess she wasn't out. like prolific at that age. Yeah. No. I don't know, but I don't know where yeah. that starts, you know? And even like the. I just saw. Um, Elle Fanning on the Tonight Show the other night. And there's what, like three Fanning girls, I think? There's Dakota, Elle, and I think another one. And the last time I saw Dakota, I know she's still working, but last time I saw her was in that uh, Joan Jett movie. Um, And she's done a bunch of independent stuff. Yeah, I think she's doing a lot of that. And Elle Fanning is is doing a bunch of stuff. And and, Mm -hmm. But man, it must be tough. It's telling that anytime there's like a second generation Hollywood person, Every story they have is their parents telling them not to go into Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Like that they go do something else because this is a horrible, horrible business. Because uh, who was I saw? I was listening to a podcast and it was uh, Christian Slater. Yeah. And I forget what his dad did, but his mom's a casting director. And his mom, he was saying that his mom was like, I don't want you to go into acting. And he's turned out okay, you know, but, and he's definitely, you know, careers have peaks and valleys. He's done quite a few kind of low budget. He's done at least one lo- horrible low-budget shot in Ottawa movie. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But now it's he's really on a, horrible. Now he's on, like, two big hit TV shows with Archer and Mr. Robot, so he's kind yeah. of made a comeback a bit now. But but he said that yeah, his mom was like, do not go into this, and he did anyways, so. But, 
Okay, let's get back on track here. So we also have the auto premiere of Zed for Zachariah, uh, which is, I don't know if it classifies as a, I kind of avoided, you know, trailers and spoilers, but it's at least a post-apocalyptic film. Yeah, but not, um, not really um, the typical kind. It's really yeah. more of a low-key drama, apparently. Yeah. With, and it's based on this old novel. Yeah, and it's got a really good cast. It's got, it's got Margot Robbie. Captain uh, Kirk. Captain Kirk <laughs> and uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Which he's, I'm so proud great. that I can pronounce now. It took yeah. me a while to get wow. that down. Um, but that was uh, actually the, the, the Turbo Kid filmmakers, when they were doing the introduction, we had kind of our slideshow playing behind them, just as, which I thought was smart, kind of like advertising yeah. while people mm-hmm. are looking at the screen. And he praised it. I think it was at Fantasia, he said. Um, so, so that's coming up this Friday, September 4th, and we'll have that for a few days. This woman finds out that she's possibly the last woman on earth yeah terrifying (laughs) and then two really handsome guys show up yeah (laughs) so thank god yeah okay yeah uh and then we have uh saturday morning cartoons yeah the the mayfair fan favorite Um, back to school edition back to school edition uh the as we mentioned last week the cartoons are in the building yeah so there won't be a last minute stress um they're all the cereal in the building the cereal is not in the building because yeah. I've been busy getting married. Yeah. But <laughs> either yet. tomorrow or Friday, we're gonna, we we have some cereal because we did yeah. um, a uh, a Costco thing, and there was only two boxes, but we got these two boxes of um, three packs, and it's Lucky Charms, Quick, and Cookie Crisp, which and is just cookies, just just McDonald's land cookies. Yeah, but those are going to be the ones that people are going to be like fighting like yeah. old ladies at a at a. Cliche thrift shop off sta- sale. sale. Yeah. yeah, we have an extra staff person to make yeah. to, to fight people off to yeah. split up with money. a stick. We're, we're, yeah. we're gonna have like fight club competitions. Whoever wins this <laughs> fight gets a bowl of cookie crisp. But then, uh, yeah, tomorrow the next day, I'm gonna go and make a run and buy like 40 boxes of cereal, and uh, which is always my. This will be the seventh time I've done that, and it's always my favorite. At the lack of reaction from the clerk, <laughs> they just don't. Just like, yeah, nothing. this is normal. Nothing, like nothing, nothing pays them. I'm trying to give myself diabetes. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is all for me. Um, and again, it's a surprise because we have a, a, a an out of town programmer who puts the uh, the the event together. But if it's anything like the recent past, it'll be retro 60s 70s a little bit later sometimes but it's been mostly kind of 70s saturday true saturday morning fair uh with crazy commercials for cereal and toys yeah the commercials are great and there's always a handful of really awesome surprises yeah i could just watch the commercials like the commercials are fascinating saturday morning commercial party yeah yeah yeah. i started crying because i was just like oh my god this is so familiar i remember watching this all the time it gave me shivers you get this weird like flashback yeah of of is sense memory the right word Yeah. yeah of because the, you know, there's cartoons now. Like, like there's always cartoons. And now we live in a world with Cartoon Networks or Blu-ray or whatever. So you get a kid can watch cartoons whatever the hell they want. And yeah. YouTube. And YouTube. You can watch. It's like an archive of. Oh yeah. Anything from you know yesteryear. But that really one of the things that I think kids miss now is that sense. Like when I was a kid, sometimes especially there was like the. Around this time of year, it was like the season premiere of all the new stuff. Yeah. And there'd be like, you know, season premiere of a, of a new season of, of, of He-Man or Transformers or, or a, a video game cartoon show or whatever. And there really was like a, a Christmas Eve anticipation. And you would wake up at like six in the morning 
and get your cereal and watch cartoons for six hours. And the blessing of the curse nowadays is that you could just tune in YTV whenever you want. And there's that retro television Even have that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's something about, like, I mean... I really think it's our most requested thing all all the time, yeah. and every yeah. every time people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna miss it," you know, because someone's always gonna miss it. But and people say, "Are you gonna bring it back?" I'm like, "Well, as long as a couple hundred people keep showing up for it, you know, we're gonna keep we bringing sort of it back." Have to, yeah. And and I think for our next one, we might be trying something a bit different, which we'll announce a bit down the line. But it'll be fun. Something I could hint that'll be around the Christmas season, so have some more fun stuff around then. But uh, it's always fun, and it's always fun that there's. More grown-ups than kids in pajamas and uh, eating lots of cereal. And, and hopefully, peop- I think some people were like, had snuck in cereal bowls the size of cauldrons. Yeah. <laughs> and were like, let's all be fair. Take- and some people bring breakables, too, sometimes, which is also not really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of dangerous because it's dark in here. Yeah. But, uh, but so that's coming up uh, Saturday, September 5th at 10 a.m., um, and, the, and then the other thing, sa- sadly, we have to talk about uh, Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting that we get to play the movie. Right near the end of the night, my friend Renee looked at her phone and went, "Wes Craven died." <laughs> or no, sorry, oh, it wasn't. No. It wasn't Renee. Sorry, Renee. It was Christy. It was oh, Christy. No. Mayfair, Mayfair alum Christy. Christy looked at her phone, looked at me, and said, "Wes Craven died," and I'm like. You couldn't have waited to tell me that till yeah, tomorrow. Like 10 minutes, 10 and then, minutes. Yeah, and then jokingly, I was like, oh, wedding ruined. Uh, but poor old Wes Craven died. He wasn't even that old. I think he was like 75 or 76. Um, and of course, in this age, it was like an outpouring of Twitter and Facebook and all kinds mm-hmm. of nice people saying Social nice things about Wes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've managed to, it's always tough, but we've managed to squeeze in a one night only screening of A Nightmare on Elm Street the original Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, which arguably with, what, It, Halloween, and Friday 13th are the three... It's a landmark. Probably most important horror films of that generation, that late 70s, early 80s. And, you know, he also did Last House on the Left, which scared the crap out of people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Hills Have Eyes, and um, one of my favorites is one that people don't really talk about. It's called Deadly Friend. I don't think I've seen Deadly Friend. I have the DVD. It's, yeah. um, I think there's some sort of YouTube meme where there's a scene where uh, the main character throws a basketball at her mother and her head explodes. What? Is that, was that a TV movie? No, it's, uh, it's, it's a movie movie. Warner Brothers, yeah. I think, and it's about this girl who's dead or undead or okay. something. Man, or, I totally haven't seen that. Nice. I, see it. I haven't seen it in a while. Because um, I think he also did it's a... really good. Late night. Yeah. yeah. I think he also did like a TV movie that was more of like a thriller of the week kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but he worked. He kept on working. Like, and, and, and the a, Scream films. The Scream films. Yeah. For me, probably my favorite films of his are... And then it's, it's weird because he directed Nightmare on Elm Street... And then he, he did has, a Meryl Streep movie, too. Yeah. A non-horror movie. Yeah, and, that, and, and he did that, and it was something, if I remember correctly, it was like, I will direct Scream 3, but I want to direct something different. Yeah. And I, it's always kind of cool when directors do that, of kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll do the franchise, but let me do something different. So, And, and I think, well, she, I think she gets one all the time, but I think she got an Oscar nomination for that. Mm-hmm. Which means he directed an Oscar-nominated performance. Yeah, I think it's in the rules. Um, but I remember, man, my my favorite films of his are probably New Nightmare, and 
Scream. I, I really like Scream a lot. Like it, Same. It, it, uh, I went in without spoilers, so I didn't know who was going to die. Uh, the, the, the now famous opening scene with Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. just really hit me, you yeah. know, like, and I thought it was fun. And, and it's almost one of those movies that, you know, good for him because it's hard to get a gig. So he, he managed to do four of those. But it's one of those movies that, oh, it was just so perfect on its own. Like, it, it's, it's a nice, it, if there was no sequels. And I seem to recall, like, two and three aren't horrible, but they're just kind of like their sequels, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and they, you sort of know what you're getting into. Kind yeah. Of thing, so, yeah. But, and then, and then uh, what was the full title? Wes Craven's New Nightmare? Mm-hmm, that's, that's really good. It was really something else, and it was this weird... And that was another kind of meta movie. Yeah. That was before Scream. Of, like, like really like Freddie come to life and Robert Anglin playing himself and Wes Craven in the <laughs> Yeah, film. they're all playing themselves. Oh, yeah, that, that's a really cool movie. Um, and then he, he did, what was the other one? He did one, he kept on having hits because I think he did one called Red Eye. Red Eye's really good. And yeah. that did financially well. <clears throat> then, of course, Scream did financially well. And it did well enough to get up to part four, which means part two and three did well. Mm-hmm. And I guess his last credit is going to end up being this Scream 4 Scream 4 and this Scream TV show which I haven't watched which is just a we live in this weird world of cult movies becoming MTV shows because now there's like Teen Wolf and Scream and so I admit I haven't seen it yet but it's it's uh, supposedly they're they're doing like a big tribute episode to him and stuff but and he directed Shocker which is a lot of fun yeah I, I remember in my youth I think I was way too young to see it I came here to see, if I'm remembering this chronologically, it's uh, People Under the Stairs and Shocker. Mm-hmm. Those two films I saw in like the early 90s or so mm-hmm. when I was probably like 14 and sneaking into an R-rated movie. So that, that's my, my Mayfair connection to seeing a uh, Wes Craven movie here. Um, I might not have, ne- have never seen Nightmare on Elm Street on the big screen. So that I definitely happen. haven't. Yeah, seen so that's something to yeah. see. And um, so hopefully we'll get a nice big crowd out for that. It's always, it's man, it's always bittersweet. Like it's like pe- yeah. pe- people were like, "You're playing Star Trek Two for Leonard Nimoy," and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's the most, you know, spockiest, you know." <laughs> sure, it ends with you know. Oh man, that was waterworks. That was yeah. a lot of nerds crying in this theater for Star Trek Two. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we got to, to squeeze in Nightmare on Elm Street so quickly. It's just, yeah, it's just for one night on Tuesday. Yeah, so it's Tuesday at 9.30, but, um, and it is only 91 minutes, so anybody worried about staying out too late on, on, a, on a school night, it'll be over by around 11-ish or so, so plenty of time to get home and get to bed before going to work the next day and come out, get scared, pay tribute to Wes, and then uh, still get to bed in time. <laughs> but yeah. you won't be able to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> You're too scared to go to sleep. Um, yeah, and then we've got continually a whole bunch of other stuff rolling in for our, our bookings in the near future. Uh, I think after this weekend, man, what's coming up next? Back to the Future is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And Cop Car with oh, Kevin, Baker. Car. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Man, I'm waiting to see Cop Car. That looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Cop Car looks really fun. The Look of Silence. Yeah, and then, and then we're kind of almost approaching Halloween stuff very soon. Yeah, we, uh, I think the dates and times for Halloween Rocky Horror have been confirmed, but we don't cool. have the tickets yet. Yeah. But we have tickets for Nosferatu on we do, yeah. October 23rd and 24th. Have we sold any yet? I don't know. I haven't. 
I, I haven't. haven't I have not. So they're there. Everyone come and buy them. And they're and, waiting. And they it will you know, we could we wish every single show would sell out, but this stuff has sold out in the past. So don't wait till the last minute just in case. And especially we have them in the box office, so if you're walking by or if you're you're coming to see a film, bring an extra twelve or fifteen bucks and you could pick up a, a ticket and just make sure you have uh, for the, have one for this special event. We haven't done a live music thing in a little while. The last mm-hmm. one Not since was I started. Buster well, Keaton. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's when I was like training. Yeah, so a few years ago, and it's not for lack of wanting to do them, but just of course they're they're not easy to pull off. <laughs> you got to find musicians. You got to do this. So this was um, the first one in a while, but but maybe I, I believe these these guys doing this one are local. So hopefully, if this does well, that might inspire them to do another one sometime in the near yeah. future. Um, there's only so many silent horror films, but there's enough out there to kind. Of, and especially this, we have screened Nosferatu before in this capacity but this is new musicians and a new score yeah so even if god i don't know five years ago you saw nosferatu here this will be a different experience uh, and it's awesome yeah and it's, i know some people who would just come just to be able to see nosferatu on the big screen oh, yeah. again yeah yeah and the musicians are aaron sager young and pierre laforest grant and it's a psychedelic no wave score yeah doing. and some of us thought that was a typo but it's not <laughs> It actually is no yeah, wave. Yeah, no wave is like a subgenre. Yeah. I know nothing about music, but... I was just very worried yeah. that it was a typo. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know, again, yeah, I also know nothing. And uh, we also booked an anthology film for right around Halloween. Called Halloween Tales? Halloween Tales. Tales of Halloween. Tales of Halloween. <laughs> Close enough. And... Um, Eleven visionary directors. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, so it's it's a, a an anthology-like like creep show or like VHS in more recent years, but it's always fun because like, you know, we can't program Halloween movies three shows a day in the month of October, but it's cool that we've already managed to have a couple of we have a few things a couple of new are... bookings, and I think there might be some more of a similar ilk on the horizon, uh, whether it be some retro films or another newish Halloween film. I know they're being looked into as we speak, so hopefully those will be. Uh, booked up soon and stay tuned to all of our various online resources to find out because we unless we're out of the like if if any of us are at home and the news comes in it's like bam it goes online so whenever somebody asks like oh are you gonna get this I always kind of now I I have a cut and paste response it's a chain letter response of just like like well take a look on our website and if it's not on the coming soon the answer is always maybe you know so did I tell you guys that I successfully managed to get Flickster to get our, take our showtimes off of their website? You did not. I did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did, did, were, were they nice or angry? or? They're very robotic. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a robot answered me. Yeah. And I was like, look, bud. Yeah. <laughs> they might just be robots. I'm so unimpressed with your service. Yeah. Take our name off your list. And that's the thing. That's not like, we're not paying a service like that to put up our listings. No. They do it to try to get more eyeballs on their website so they could tell advertisers that they're getting they're x amount of clicks yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. um it always makes for a bit of confusion so we always say you know i mean if you're going online to look at something like that it's just as easy to go online and go to mayfairtheater.ca yeah and that's where all the web all the information is all maybe that kind we of need to come up with an app yeah <laughs> to, to steal it over from them but um yeah that always is a bit of a frustration when some poor folk who... <laughs> some poor folk. Some poor folks. <laughs> the Joad family. Yeah. 
who don't have the internet. Yeah, who have looked in the newspaper. You see the newspapers? Remember those? I barely do. I, I like, even just in my neighborhood, when you're, like, walking the dog, like, I've been in my hood for four years, and four years ago, there's, like, an office building near us, and there'd be, like, the two local major papers, a couple of free independent papers. Do you remember Dose? Yeah. Oh, man. And now they're all gone. There's none, yeah. you know, and now... There's now, the Metro and the Sun. Yeah, and you, you can see, like, the footprints of where these newspaper boxes used to be, <laughs> and they're just gone. Like, they're just, like... I, I don't, like, I think we're very, very near to a world where, it's not the death of journalism or anything, but we're very near to a world where it's all going to be tablets and websites and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, because every time, I bought a copy of the paper because uh, my publisher, my comic book publisher had an article in it, and just holding a newspaper was weird. Like, it's like, oh, this is weird, and it's like really big, and kind of, <laughs> ink comes off on your hands, and you can't really store it well, and... You can't keep the whole thing. You got to cut out your article you want and then recycle the rest of it. But yeah, uh, I read the paper every day. On paper? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. You got a subscription? No. I you pick should, it up. You should get a subscription. Probably. Save money. <laughs> yeah, it hurts my ass to read off a screen too too much. That's where you're. You're, you're the <laughs> exception. There you go. You're it. Now that they've heard that, they're gonna be they're like. They're gonna be like sending me flyers. We'll give you twenty percent off. They're gonna ask you to be their spokesperson for their their, their youth quotient. Convince other people under the age of 80 to read our newspaper, please. please. Cool. Okay, well, on that note, now, now that we've, we've bad-mouthed an industry, uh, we're going to wrap... mention uh, House oh, yeah. of Targ. Well, we, are, we yeah. already kind of did, but they got, they got a new promotion, right? The uh, Dollar Off Pierogies? Yeah. Yeah, and every opening, Wednesday. Yeah, so before they were... today. It's now. We can go eat yeah, pierogies. Yeah, so they're open Wednesdays now. Yeah, because they were closed... Starting at 5, I think? Yeah, they were closed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to cook pierogies and various other things, but now I guess demand was high enough, so they're going to do that. And, yeah, so you can check out their website for all that information. Uh, we're also sponsored by Audible.com. And uh, I bet you there's a whole bunch of Sherlock Holmes books on there. Mm-hmm. So because we haven't properly researched a book to go read this week, mm-hmm. I would say there's probably all kinds of cool Sherlock Holmes books that you could listen to and then... Come and see Mr. Holmes starring Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast. Everyone go get a lot of free books. And we will see you next week for more casting of pods. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, right, everybody. Bye, Thank everybody. You.